0: Story goes something like this: There's a a man, and he's walking with his son through a strawberry patch, and walks through the strawberry patch, and he takes a strawberry, eats a strawberry, to his son, and the strawberry is good, beautiful, perfect, sweet. But something happens. Strawberries over time, and eventually. Strawberries are taken in and they're chopped up and used in other foods and they're put on top of cereal and eventually strawberries are made into strawberry preserves and into strawberry jam and eventually strawberries get messed with and processed and put inside of things like Pop-Tarts. Eventually you get into laboratory where you have the essence of strawberry without strawberries. Eventually men don't take their sons to strawberry patches anymore to give them strawberries. They, 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 they go and get them strawberry slushes that don't actually have any strawberry in them whatsoever. It's just a combination of chemicals and colors and, high fructose this and that and the kid loves the strawberry slush and he gets used to the strawberry slush and then one day the kid who's grown to love the strawberry slush that has no strawberries in it is walking through a strawberry patch and he picks up an actual strawberry and eats it and doesn't like it because it doesn't Taste like the slush.
1: Welcome to the Doxa Dialogue, a podcast about living life on mission for the glory of God. My name is David Rudy, I'm the pastor at Doxa Church, and I am joined this morning by assistant pastor of Doxa Church, Lee Didamore. Good morning. How you doing? Good to have you, Lee. So good to have you on here. It's been too long since we've had you on the podcast. Things have been a little hectic with yeah. the start of school. That's right.
2: Getting done with vacation and starting school and soccer and dance and you name it, we're doing it. You're yeah. doing it all.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Both of our boys are playing soccer for yeah. Carolina FC. Yeah. We've got some tournaments this weekend. We're going to have a grand oh, yeah. old time. Oh, yeah. But we're excited about having another episode here. Sorry it's been a few weeks You know, with the start of school. It's just been a lot. But recently, I was at Little River Coffee Shop, downtown Spartanburg. There's a table of ladies outside talking, having a good time. And I saw this shirt that one of these ladies was wearing. And, you know, if you're downtown Spartanburg and I run into you, you may be in an illustration one day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this lady. I actually didn't have a chance to have a conversation with her. Maybe if I run into her again, I will. So I, I want to preface this. Like, I don't know this lady's beliefs at all. I'm just strictly going off the shirt I saw. But it said love, period, empathy, compassion, inclusion, justice, and kindness. I was like, well, that's an interesting shirt. Look at all of these words. Every single one of these words is stressed over and over again. Emphasize. You see it on repeat in the new testament love empathy compassion justice kindness the one word there that stood out to me was inclusion I'm like interesting that they included they included inclusion in this list and what i want to do today lee and what i mentioned to you last week was why don't we take a look at this word and talk about it because what it has really morphed into, what it has become, is not what it used to be. So I definitely want to actually define what inclusion means. Dictionary definition. What are we thinking of when we usually see that? Yeah. Let's talk about how the world has actually redefined it. They've twisted it into their own, into their own image, really, like to suit their needs. And why is this even valuable for us? Why as Christians do we need to take this example and dive into this word? Because I would say, and as you and I have discussed, this is one example of what the world is pushing right now. They are taking a lot of concepts that have their roots in God's truth. And people hear it on the surface like, yes, let's go for this. It sounds great. But they have twisted it. And if you aren't aware of what the world is doing with inclusion, like they're doing with many things, with tolerance, with diversity. You could go down the list, there's all these buzzwords, there's a lot of these things right now that they're pushing. You're gonna gradually slip away from the true gospel of Jesus Christ. So first and foremost, definition of inclusion. This is straight from the internet, so we all know it's true. But inclusion is seen as a universal human right. The aim of inclusion is to embrace all people irrespective of race, gender, disability, medical or other need. It is about giving equal access and opportunities and getting rid of discrimination and intolerance, removal of barriers. It affects all aspects of public life. So far so good, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like it is yeah. so, you know you you yeah. know where they're going with yeah. it. But oh, like yeah. if you just strictly say Okay. We're not going to mistreat people and we're treating everyone fairly. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. The remove barriers. So people don't, you know, okay, well, we're for that. Right. And then you could really simply define it as the action or state of including or being included within a group or structure. And I like to think of it this way in the truest sense of the word inclusion, being an inclusive person, let's say you're at a wedding. And everybody's having a good time it's the reception afterwards people are getting some drinks they're having some cake they're laughing it's a joyous occasion let's say julie would go to like help the kids or something maybe i'm doing that but like let's just say julie's out of the table for a second but but she's sitting here right and somebody else walks in they're alone they don't have family maybe it's a single person or something like that and they don't have a place to sit right and they come up and say like hey can i sit here I could say, oh, no, no, my wife's sitting here. You, you can't sit here. I could say that. Or I could say, sure, yeah, come on in right here. We'll pull up another chair. My wife's coming over. We'll pull up. Like that would be inclusive. Yes. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? I'm bringing them in. I'm having them join my table, right? Yeah. And that's very, that's very biblical. We see that throughout the New Testament. That's what she should be doing you have galatians 328 there's neither jew nor greek there's neither slave nor free there is no male nor female for you were all one in Christ Jesus we just had that verse a couple of weeks ago we've been preaching through second peter and and peter's been talking about this like how god is not a respecter of persons like it's a very core foundational yeah. truth yeah. but here's where it starts to get twisted okay this is how the world starts to define it once you peel back that cover the nice little shiny sticker and as soon as you look at what's underneath the hood as you have really dove into this week yes (laughs) yes yes. it's a lot different i'm going to read this to you and i I want you to tell me lee does this sound stressful does this sound like a hard thing to accomplish or does this sound like what we just talked about so here we go diversity is something that a company or employer can keep stats on or monitor Inclusivity is a feeling. It's a mindset. It's a way of office life. It's not something you can judge by the number of racially diverse or disabled people in the office. It's how you act, the way you speak, the way you think. It's your demeanor. It is embedded in office culture, something that can't easily be analyzed or tracked by analytics reports. It's so much deeper than diversity. That's what makes inclusion tough. It can't be measured, so at times there's no way to know if your inclusive efforts are actually working or making a difference. Sure, you may feel inclusive and never intentionally discriminate, but you'd be surprised how many tiny microaggressive discriminatory comments, quotes, and mindsets there are and how many different people they affect.
2: I'm never talking again. It <laughs> yeah. I'm never, never going to say another word. I mean, yeah. That is just, yeah. How, so, how, how do we? How do you live like that? How do you do that? Do, uh, you never know who yeah, you're going to exactly. offend.
1: It will never get there, Lee. We can never get to being fully no. inclusive. We just have to work really, really hard at it and hope that we're not offending anybody.
2: Yeah. And that hope of not offending someone in this day and age yeah. can be it, anything. And it, <laughs> exactly.
1: And it's going to get worse because, as we're going to see, when you really press down that road— the second you start saying something like Jesus says, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, now you're not inclusive. You're not inclusive exactly. anymore. And and here's where it really gets inconsistent, which I know you're going to talk more about this. but This is where they can't keep up. This is an impossible thing to be inclusive in this sense because... It's like the whole intolerance of tolerance thing, right? Like, well, you don't agree with that? Well, you're out. I was just talking to a friend of mine today at another coffee shop, great barista. He's a Christian guy, big soccer fan, and, and we were just talking through stuff, and he was like, you know, I honestly have a hard time cheering for any MLS teams out in the West Coast now. He used to be a big Portland Timbers fan. He's just like, but their social media accounts are so aggressive. It is just like. I don't even want to use the language, right? The public forums that they use is just caustic yeah. to anybody. It's just like they're just ready to more than write you off in the in the worst possible sense. We'll we'll keep this G rated. Yeah. But is that inclusive? You know? It's <laughs> not. <sound> like, yeah. <laughs> it's not. So it's like, agree with us on what we agree with. Otherwise, you're a bigoted fool like that's really where inclusivity has gone now i know i'm saying a lot based off of a of a t-shirt i saw but the more you hear this buzzword and many others like it that are redefined you start losing the gospel and that's really what we're talking about so i mean this article i read it had five ways you can fight this in your own life recognize your bias amplify more voices promote accessibility, be mindful in your communication, be open-minded. Now, on the surface level, most of those things are fine. It's coming from a biblical worldview perspective. Yeah, I can see all that. But it's just where you're going with this. What is our end game? What are we trying to accomplish with this that really makes a difference?
2: It's easy to how, like you said, you see that shirt, but it's easy for Satan to twist this. This is the big deal. We're twisting truth. It really is what we're doing. You're twisting truth and that's that's where inclusion it blurs that line yeah it blurs the line of truth now not only do i have my own truth but Mm -hmm. i have to accept your truth and then what happens if your truth is different than my truth but i'm having to include you how do you live that way see inclusivity it destroys the essence of truth and it just makes it relative that's where we have to ask ourselves where do we draw the line Mm -hmm. Where, where you were talking earlier about the definition of Tearing down barriers and tearing down walls. That's great to a point. Yeah. But we need walls in some places. <laughs> yeah. There, there yeah. are some places True. where if, if you were including everybody, then where does your personal truth become too much?
1: Uh-huh. You,
2: you, we were talking about offending, but where do we go from understanding somebody's truth about their gender identity mm-hmm. to where it goes to, hey, I'm going to marry an animal because. I yeah. love my dog yeah where do we draw that line because if yeah. we keep going down that line and we've tore that barrier down oh yeah we can head into some places where the law even says this is wrong yeah
1: but yeah but that's the goalpost yeah. has always been shifting you know what i mean like and that's mm-hmm. what's going on in the world as people become more and more perverse and corrupt sexually you can already see it i had a conversation about this years ago with, with some students in my youth group that were struggling with same sex attraction. And we were just talking through, like, Hey, I know what you feel like. Uh, thank you for sharing that. And what is the Bible teaching us though? And even then it was like the next thing down the line, if you just keep following this train of thought, there's a lot of people who in their own fallen state, feel attracted to minors. Yeah, And it's already coming out now, a minor attracted person. So we have people protecting pedophiles in our country. Not too long ago, we just changed the laws and redefined marriage and everything like that, and you just keep on going down, 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 down. Inclusivity, the world's version of that is right at the heart of all of that. So you can be inclusive in one sense of the word, open your table to anyone. Like, yes, come on in. But here's where Jesus starts getting exclusive. You must repent of your sin. Yeah. You must repent of what you want to do, doing it your way and you actually turn to Christ. So Jesus is exclusive. God will judge unrighteousness. His wrath is on sin, right? So there's a hard line there. There's a very hard line. And anyone is welcome to come. We're going to listen to you. We'll, we'll have a conversation with anybody. Of course we're going to listen, but we know what God has revealed to us, and we can't compromise that. So yeah, keep talking more about this, Lee. I know you had some great points as you dove into this Oh yeah, this yeah,
2: and that's, going from how it blurs the line of truth it moves us especially as Christians it moves us into a sense of fear like it cultivates fear now like this inclusion mm-hmm. it, it cultivates fear to the point to where now we're afraid to speak up yeah. like we know God's truth God's truth is different than the world's truth it's different than this relative I've got these feelings my truth is my truth and your truth is your truth no God's yeah. truth is is truth, and now if we have a, a world that that says no, everybody's included. Let's bring them all in. Then what happens when you stand up to that truth? Well, that's mm-hmm. is where you know another buzzword. This is where cancel culture comes in.
1: Yeah, you know. And yeah.
2: now if I'm at work and somebody finds out I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. and they know I disagree with their gender transformation, mm-hmm. well, I'm being brought into HR and being told, hey, you've got to accept this. Where my truth. God's mm-hmm. truth, the truth, mm-hmm. says this is wrong. And that, that's where we can come to the table together. We can yeah. talk about it. yeah. But ultimately, I can't accept that person's truth because God says this is wrong. There's a hard and fast yeah. truth here. yeah. And the fear now is if I speak up, am I going to lose my job? Right. If right. I say something on social media, am I going to be completely yeah. shunned? Is this going to come back up in a in a job interview later on? Like, how, how is yeah. this going to affect my family? Yeah. And so it cultivates this fear of if you don't bring everybody in, if you don't love everybody, or you don't accept my truth, then you're a hateful bigot and you have to be outcast.
1: Yeah. And you see that even with? people that are still banned on Twitter for literally saying men are men and women are women. Let's look at the X, Y chromosomes. They're off. They've been booted off. And that's another example of this. Inclusivity is not real. It's phony. They've twisted the whole thing. You just said it. It reminds
2: me of one of my favorite satire sites the Babylon Uh Bee. They made a post about Rachel Levine. Mm -hmm. He is a man he still hasn't taken it off of twitter they're still banned like you said he came out uh, about a week ago and you know of course now there's merchandise for this and everything he's using it for his advantage (laughs) oh sure but i mean he's like we're not gonna take that post down and we're gonna continue to be banned from twitter because the truth is truth right you can't argue that yeah that's where again when we get into these conversations i mean of course when you Get on social media. It's so easy to go down a rabbit hole and you're sure. scrolling through comments and you're like, I really want to say something, but then again, you know, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> but this past week, or it's popped up in my feed, I guess, like three or four different times, the Matt Walsh video about asking the question, what is a woman? Okay, yeah. you know, yeah. Trying to define that. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but sixth grade health class define <laughs> that pretty. Yeah, it's hard and fast. Yeah, like, yeah. And to have people now, to pretty say, sure I had
1: that down even before sixth grade. Yeah, well, I mean, you mean yeah? Yeah, I yeah,
2: mean, it, just, it, yeah. I mean, I just remember yeah. like the, it's in, like yes, we, you know, by sixth grade you should know this. Okay? No doubt, no doubt. But it's like now that we have people that are on social media that are that are in places of like that are in the Pentagon. Yeah,
1: okay, yeah.
2: That can't define what a woman is.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Again, there's where the line of truth is blurred.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And again, if I stand up and say anything about this, what's the consequence?
1: What's going to happen? And Mm -hmm. I mean... This is where people will be like, well, hey, what's the big deal? Why are you making this such a big deal? Just just love people, right? They'll say that. And to that, I would just have to say, look, if you're going to just compromise truth and chuck it out the window, what are you left with? First of all, that's not loving your neighbor because you can appease someone that's not love. Real love is saying, no, I love you, and I'm going to do what's best for you. What's best for this person is to tell them the truth, even if they don't like what the truth is, even like, yep. you know, if it doesn't sound good to them. And I think as Christians, we are to be salt and light in this world, right? And this is all part of it. We do know the gospel. Like We've been given the gospel. We've received the gift of salvation. And it is also a responsibility to share that with the world. So we're gonna have to open up our mouths and we're gonna have to share the truth. Like this this really comes down to the core of really what we're here for. You know, this is really what we're here for. And this Um,
2: this takes me into my last point. With that fear, we have we have to fight against being ashamed of the gospel. I mean Paul told us. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. There is that everyone, let's bring everybody to the table. The yeah. gospel is for everybody, like we've talked about. But inclusion takes away the sting of the gospel. Yeah, Inclusion takes away the light that exposes sin. So mm-hmm. when we take everybody in, then I can't present the gospel to you and expose your sin, because then that's not right, because my... Sin is my truth, and my truth is relative, and everything's good. Yeah. Well, when we do that, then it it completely negates what Jesus did on the cross. And mm-hmm. as Christians, I mean, this is our truth. What Jesus did on the cross to show us that we're sinners, to die for our sins, to take the righteousness of God and impute it towards us that are sinners and say, hey, you, you are included in my family now because of what Jesus did. yeah, Not because of what I did, not because of my truth, Right. It's because of God's truth.
0: Yeah. And
2: and it takes away the power of the gospel when we're like, yes, everybody, we, we mm-hmm. believe everybody. Mm-hmm. Like you said before, the table is open. Yeah. The table is open for everyone. But just understand, when you sit down at the table and Jesus, the light of the world, exposes the darkness that's in you,
1: mm-hmm. w- what do you do then? Yeah. Well, I mean, you could even go into a biblical example here. You know, Jesus has these people go out and invite invite guests to the wedding. Remember, yes. there's literally a story in the Gospels about this. And a lot of people are just like, no, no, I just bought a field, and yeah. I just got married, I can't do it. And they're making up every every other excuse. And oh, he's yeah. like, go out there into the highways and hedges and compel people to come. And what we are doing with Jesus Christ, this is where we go back to the... The whole cold open. That was a sermon clip from Vody Bacham. and he was preaching a sermon there, and he used that illustration of, this is what people have done with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It, I think it was a very powerful illustration. Oh, it's yeah. like, you've taken a little bit of it here, and you've watered it down here, and, and to the point where it has a name slapped on it, but that strawberry slushy doesn't have any real strawberries in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when we lose... The exclusivity that no one is going to have a relationship with God when they continue in sin. And the only way that we have our relationship with God restored is through the blood of Jesus Christ. Like You have to elevate the cost and the penalty of sin, the gravity of sin, to a holy God. Because what's going on with with you name it, any of these other distortions of these redefining of all these words, is you're missing that. And it's like, I don't want to offend someone. I can't offend this person. I have to just be loving and kind to them. Well, you know what? There's a lot of religions that teach us how to be loving and kind. There's a lot of moralistic, therapeutic deism out there that sends people to hell and separation from God. So the loving thing to do is to actually preach and stand on the truth that Jesus is the only one who can restore our relationship with God the Father because Jesus sacrificed his own life voluntarily. He voluntarily came down. He imputed his righteousness for ours and God accepted that when Jesus rose from the dead. Like that is the gospel of Christ. That's what we preach. That's what we live out with our lives. And when we do that, yeah, we're going to invite people to the table. Of course we are, and we're also going to have people reject the invitation. Yeah, and that's that's not our responsibility. It's not our responsibility to force them to the table and to be nice and convince them to sit. Because what are we doing if we're really just like, oh, you sure Hey, I love that shirt. I love what you're doing over here. Could you just come and have a seat? I just want to listen to you for a while. Okay, sure. They sat down for a while. They never joined. They're yeah. they're not a part of it. You know what I'm saying? And that's something as a church we just have to be aware of. And I love that you brought in the first Timothy passage. Don't be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. No. No. And that's real love. Like real love yeah. is not being ashamed of the
2: gospel of Christ. Yeah. I mean that's the thing. On the other side of eternity, I think the, the people that are going to be offended are mm-hmm. the ones that would say, hey, you know, you didn't share the gospel with wow. me. Like, you didn't, you didn't yep. share the truth with me when I didn't <laughs> understand what the truth really was. Yeah. I mean That's, a, that's a, something powerful that wow. we have. As followers of Christ, we have the truth. Yep. And if we cower in fear to Talk, the world right. and don't stand up, eternity
1: at stake. Yeah. Talk about the right side of history. I mean, yeah. there's another term that you hear. You're right, though. They're going to be like, why didn't you tell me? You know, why did you just ignore it? Is that love? Is it loving to just not say anything and just let somebody walk down that path of destruction? Of course it's not. And of course, being, being the type of person that you can take some of these elements that the world talks about at surface value without going to the extreme with them. Of course, you can use those. Listen to other people. Recognize a bias that you have. I mean, everybody has biases and a thousand different oh, yeah. biases in a thousand different areas of life. Like, oh, right. Yeah. That's not the cardinal sin to have a bias, but actually recognize that and just get out there and love people yeah. with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So thank you, Lee. Great to have you. We're going to have you. you more. This is good. going to have you good. more oh, yeah. for sure. So if this episode was helpful for you, would you just do us a favor and share it with two people? If we said something that helped you, our goal here is to stir you up into love and good works. We want to be salt and light in this world. We want to live our lives on mission for the glory of God. That's what Doxa Church is training and equipping our people to do. So hopefully this was edifying for you. And if you can like and share this episode, you are doing the good fight right there. And we'll see you again next week. See you. You were loved.
0: again and again and again until strawberries begin.